This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Speaking to his flock in the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon, we join Archbishop Alexander Sample as he reflects upon our faith, culture, and life in the church on The Voice of the Shepherd. Joining Archbishop Sample is your host, Dina Marie Hale. And now, The Voice of the Shepherd. Greetings and welcome to The Voice of the Shepherd with His Excellency, Archbishop Alexander Sample, as we come into the month of June and a beautiful month to honor the Sacred Heart and also Corpus Christi. Corpus Christi. I, I love that feast. I love that solemnity. And I love hearing the words in Scripture face-to-face, that we get to mm-hmm. be face-to-face with Jesus Christ, with God Himself. And so as we contemplate the true presence of of Jesus Christ in the Eucharist, in our lives, in the world today. Um, Please open us up in prayer as we talk about a, a Eucharistic revival. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, before his passion and death, your son Jesus gave us the greatest gift he could give us. He gave us the gift of himself in the Most Holy Eucharist so that he could be with us always to the end of time and that we could continually be renewed by the paschal mystery of his death and resurrection and be nourished by his body and blood and that we would be able to experience his constant presence among us dwelling amidst us. We ask you to, with your son Jesus, send out the Holy Spirit now on all of our listeners to inspire in them a greater love and devotion for this great gift that your son has left for us. So we place this time in your hands, Father, trusting you will lead it and guide it according to your purpose. And all this we ask through the same Christ, our Lord. Amen. O Mary, conceive without sin. Pray for us who have recourse to thee. Amen. Well, can we truly see Jesus' face today? Mm -hmm. Can we truly (laughs) see Jesus' face today? And I believe the answer is yes. Absolutely. As we we come come out of an amazing Easter, the ascension, resurrection, the ascension, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and we're told, Archbishop, that the source and the summit of our faith is the Holy Eucharist, Jesus' true presence. But what about adoring the Lord and this adoration of the Blessed Sacrament. There's a lot of things that connect us with reverencing our Lord, worshiping our Lord. Let's start with your own situation. How did you first learn about uh, maybe reverencing our Lord, adoring the Lord, going to adoration? You know, it's funny because I grew up in in a kind of an interesting time. You know, I started first grade, it was it 1967, and I graduated high school in 1978. So it was that late 60s, 1970s time when, you know, it was immediately after the Second Vatican Council, there was the, the liturgical renewal that was taking place according to the dictates of the council. And unfortunately, in that initial phase, if you will, of the, of the, of the liturgical renewal, 
and the renewal of the Holy Mass, there was a great downplaying of devotion in the church. Now, I, I don't know, I don't remember when you came into the church, uh, Dina Marie, how, what year? 99. 99. So you were well. I missed that. Yeah, you missed all the fun. <laughs> <laughs> that was God's grace to uh, me to get me into probably. the church. But, you know, I mean, uh, you know, devotion. And I, and I think, you know, there, there, there's goodwill in, in it, you know, because there, were, there was this great emphasis on the mass as in participating in the mass, the full act of conscious participation of the faithful in the mass. It was the celebration of the mass that was important. It was the Eucharistic sacrifice celebration that was important, uh, which is all true. But then, again, these pendulum swings. So then we had to eliminate other forms of devotion that that could be, some would inter- have interpreted at the time as sort of sort of taking away from the focus and the emphasis on, on the mass itself. And that's what happened to Eucharistic adoration. You know, it just fell by the wayside. And what are we, you know, what are we even talking about? We're talking about prayer before our Lord present in the Blessed Sacrament, mm-hmm. body, blood, soul, and divinity, his true presence, his true substantial living, real presence in the Eucharist. Uh, I, I said to the kids, you know, in, in confirmation homilies this year, you know, that Jesus is just as present in, in the Eucharist as he was when he stood on this earth 2,000 years ago. It's a different mode of presence, but it's no less his presence. I mean, and that's, that's, that's amazing mm-hmm. that Jesus in the Eucharist is just as present as he was when, when he was speaking to the apostles as he speaks to us. Uh, so that's what we're talking about. We're just simply adoration. We're talking about praying before our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament, whether that is in the tabernacle, mm-hmm. where, where he is reserved in the tabernacles of our churches, or whether it's in solemn exposition, where the host is, is exposed, if you will, in a monstrance, in a, which is the beautiful uh, liturgical device that's used to expose the Blessed Sacrament so we can see the host and pray before our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament. Well, I, I missed out on all of that because we weren't doing that in the 60s and the 70s. I'd never heard of it. It never, it never occurred to me, you know, to, to do those sorts of things. I guess, yeah, we were told when we entered the church to genuflect because our mm-hmm. Lord is pleasant in the tabernacle, but nobody really talked about his real presence and said, now this is the place to come and pray and you can be right in the presence of Jesus and, as you say, see him face to face. So I remember very clearly the first time I was exposed to Eucharistic adoration. I was a college student, and this would have been probably right around 1980, maybe early 80s. I don't remember exactly what year in college I was in, but I I decided to go to to Stations of the Cross during Lent at one of the parishes uh, near my home. And uh, the pastor there happened to have the practice when he did the Stations of the Cross on Fridays to expose the Blessed Sacrament. So he would expose the Blessed Sacrament on the altar in the monstrance and then pray the Stations of the Cross in the presence of the Blessed Sacrament exposed. And he would turn, you know, in that line in the, in the Stations, we adore you, the O Christ, and we praise thee. He would turn and genuflect toward the Blessed mm-hmm. Sacrament on the altar. Not, not, he wouldn't be facing the station at that point. And I remember the first time I'd ever seen incense used like this yeah. to honor the Blessed Sacrament, the hymns. I remember the servers and ringing bells at the at the time of the benediction, the blessing. I, it's the first time I'd ever been at benediction. 
I'd never seen the Blessed Sacrament used in benediction to give a blessing over the people at the, at the conclusion of solemn exposition and adoration. I was absolutely blown away. I, 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 didn't, I didn't, probably didn't fully understand it all sure. at that point, but I knew something really sacred was happening here, and I felt a presence like I had never felt before. And it, I, something in me changed. I mean, I can, you know, that was, you know, that was a few years ago, mm-hmm. and yet it, 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 it seems like it was yesterday. It, it's so still vivid in in my memory. And and this is the kind of experience we can have, you know, in adoration, is to really encounter the true presence of Christ. And there's just no getting around it. I mean, yes, we can pray anywhere. There's absolutely true, and I do pray in all kinds of different places, but. When given the opportunity to pray before our blessed Lord, who is there truly present, gazing upon us, uh, is, is, uh, is, is a powerful thing. I, you know, one of the prayers um, that is used in personal prelature of Opus Dei when they uh, come into their conferences, which, is, which are always usually done in the chapel in the presence of the Blessed Sacrament, not exposed usually in the tabernacle, but uh, the prayer that begins is, my Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me, and I adore you with profound reverence. You know, it's, it's like to recognize that you're in the presence of the Blessed mm-hmm. Sacrament. Jesus is looking out on you. You know, that he's physically—Pope St. John—Pope St. Paul VI, in, in, his, in his document on, on the Eucharistic mystery— he even said that there's it's a physical presence of Christ because his body and blood are there. Mm-hmm. And so in some ways, mysteriously, he is physically present to us. So I just think there's a great power in, in that kind of adoration and, and, and prayer. So given that opportunity to pray before the Blessed Sacrament, I mean, that would always be my first choice. Right, right. And I think at least what I've heard is, is seeing the example— Saint after saint after saint after pope, you know the most more modern ones. Whether it's a it's a venerable now Archbishop Fulton Sheen or a Saint Mother Teresa or Saint Pope John Paul II, who shows us this adoration and that spending quality time on a regular basis, daily, mm-hmm. in fact, for our religious, <laughs> mm-hmm. that this is the fuel, and it's it's being face to face. In fact, your Episcopal model. Yeah. contemplate the face of Christ to be in his presence. Right. You know, it does change us. Yeah, St. John Paul II, uh, Pope St. John Paul II, is a great inspiration for, for all of us, but uh, particularly for me in, in this regard. You know, he was well known uh, for the long hours of prayer that he would spend before the Blessed Sacrament, sometimes prostrate on the floor. Mm-hmm. People, I remember there's a story going around that somebody was uh, looking for him, <laughs> and uh, they popped their nose into the chapel, and he said, "Well, he's not in here, you know." And went back out, and I think he said to somebody else, "Well, I can't. We can't find, you know, we can't find him." Can't and, find the and, Pope. and so he said, "Well, did you look in the chapel?" And he says, "Yeah, I looked in the chapel. He's not there." He says, "Look again." And so the person went back into the chapel, looking, and there he was, prostrate before on the floor before the the Blessed Sacrament. But I, I remember, you know, I, I had the opportunity back in 1995. My mother was visiting when I was. This is when I was studying in Rome, and my mother was visiting uh, there at the beginning of my second year of studies. And we were able to get into a private mass with uh, Pope Saint John Paul II. And they brought, but they brought the priests into the chapel first before they brought the lay folks in. And 
there was St. John Paul II completely absorbed in prayer before the Blessed Sacrament. He didn't even notice that we came in. And you could even hear him kind of groaning. Uh, you know, I think of the, that scripture that the Holy Spirit prays in us with sighs beyond our understanding. He was clearly completely absorbed in the presence of the Lord. And that was such an inspiration for me as a young priest to, to see the Pope just literally absorbed in prayer. And, and you know, so, you know, his last encyclical uh, that he wrote as Pope, uh, Ecclesia de Eucharistia, the Church Draws Her Life from the Eucharist, was was on the gift of the Most Holy Eucharist. And and this is this is the part that really did become the inspiration for my Episcopal motto, which is Vultum Christi Contemplari, to contemplate the face of Christ. And here's what St. John Paul II said. He's talking about wanting to reawaken uh, an amazement in the Eucharist. He says, I would like to rekindle this Eucharistic amazement. Mm. And he puts that in quotes, by the present encyclical letter, in continuity with the Jubilee heritage. And then here's what he says. To contemplate the face of Christ, Vultum Christi Contemplari in Latin, to contemplate the face of Christ and to contemplate it with Mary. So he draws a Marian dimension to this. Is the program which I have set before the church at the dawn of the new millennium, summoning her to put out into the deep on the sea of history with the enthusiasm of the new evangelization. Now, get this. To contemplate Christ involves being able to recognize him wherever he manifests himself in his many forms of presence. And there he goes. But above all, in the living sacrament of his body and blood, the church draws her life from Christ in the Eucharist. By him she is fed and by him she is enlightened. Just to, to the, his focus on the Eucharist. But, and basically, this is him saying, this is, this is the program, folks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is what we in the new millennium, and I have never forgotten this, but this, this is what in the new millennium we must do. We must contemplate the face of Christ in as many forms of presence, but as he says, above all, in, in the Eucharistic presence. And I think it's sad that we've lost some Eucharistic faith among our people, and we've got to rekindle that. We've got to rekindle the amazement yeah. uh, at, at the Eucharist that, that Pope St. John Paul II spoke about. Yeah, and we know his heart so loved the Blessed Mother, uh, totus tuus. Right. And so it is with both. It's those two pillars, I think, of St. John Bosco and, you know, the Eucharist yep. and our Blessed Mother. If we stay between those two and we tether ourselves with the Holy Eucharist and Our Lady, Our Lady's going to guide us right in to heaven. You know, uh, for those of us who, who practice the Marian devotion of total consecration, according to St. Louis Marie de Montfort, you know, uh, this is where St. Louis Marie de Montfort makes a profound connection between Mary and the Eucharist at the time of the reception of our Holy Communion. Mm-hmm. And, and those who've made the devotion uh, are, are supposed to, at the time of Holy Communion, make a little recollection. Ask, and that's where the totus tuus comes from, actually. Mm-hmm. Totus tuus ego sum, et omnia mea tua sunt. I am totally yours, and all that I have is yours. We say to Mary, I take you as my all. Give me your heart, O Mary. And, and what St. Louis-Marie de Montfort connects here with the Eucharist, he says that, you know, we have to kind of renounce our own dispositions and take the dispositions of Mary in that moment. And we ask her to give us her heart, 
Because basically we say, look, this, this body, this soul, you know, sullied by sin is not worthy to receive the, the eternal son of God made flesh in the Eucharist. But Mary, give me your heart. There, there you can receive him in my heart. If you give me your heart, then in my soul, you can receive him there. You can enthrone him there. You can adore him there in my heart. And uh, he goes on to meditate. He says, you know, Jesus came into that filthy stable in Bethlehem. And, you know, maybe my soul isn't so clean either, Mm -hmm. but he, he came into that stable because Mary was there. Right. And he will come into our hearts if Mary is there. Uh, so this this beautiful connection between the mother of the Eucharist, Mary, and 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 the gift of the Eucharist itself, who is Jesus. Yeah, you know, for our listeners, Archbishop, who maybe aren't as find themselves like you were, I didn't know about adoration. I haven't really heard about adoration. Maybe I, maybe in the past, but I haven't really been involved in adoration. How do we? maybe reignite obviously this this eucharistic revival is all about you know restoring this devotion that pope saint john paul's talking about to the holy eucharist and his presence what are some ways maybe that we can rekindle that in our own lives okay i'm going to get on my soapbox <laughs> okay <laughs> what, well first of all i mean you know i think if 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 we've not availed ourselves of eucharistic adoration spending time before our lord in the blessed sacrament we need to find where we can do that. Uh, and, and maybe it's our local parish. Maybe it's our own parish mm-hmm. that has an adoration program. Sometimes we have some parishes that have almost perpetual adoration. But a lot of parishes have at least various times during the week when the, when the Blessed Sacrament is solemnly exposed for our, our viewing and, and we can pray. Um, other times the church is just made available and open where we can come in and pray before our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament. So we just need to do it. We just mm-hmm. need to come and go. But here's where I get on my soapbox. And I'm sorry to sound like a curmudgeon old guy, but, you know, we have just lost the sense of being in awe, you know, this Eucharistic amazement, being in awe of the presence of the Lord in our churches. There in the tabernacle in our church, if, if, the, if the tabernacle is present in the main body of the church, which in most places now it is, our Lord is truly present there. And yet we act like he's not there. The irreverence that is shown uh, in, into the Blessed Sacrament in our churches today sometimes, and not in all places, some places are very devout, but I, I, I travel around and I come to far too many uh, churches where there's just a, kind of a cacophony before Mass. Nobody's even praying. Nobody's aware that our Lord is right there in the tabernacle waiting for us to engage with him, to pray with him. We see people come in. They they don't reverence the blessed sacrament. They don't they don't uh, even bow, let alone genuflect. And you know when we come to mass, this is a way that we prepare ourselves for this eucharistic amazement and devotion. We should come into the church, and we should realize that the minute we hit the door of the church and we're inside, our Lord is there. Our Lord is present in the blessed sacrament. I can visit with my friends any time. I can visit with my friends anytime. And when Mass is over and we're outside, I can, or in the hall, I can visit with them all day if I want to. But how much time do I have to just be with our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament, to pour out my heart to Him, to pour out my troubles before Him, my doubts, my fears, my anxieties, my joys and the things I'm thankful for and grateful mm-hmm. for, the things I'm sorry for, just to commune 
in prayer with the Lord who is truly present there. This is something we Catholics have lost. And I think it's part of this gradual chipping away at Eucharistic faith. That's why I think, you know, a lot of people are confused about what we believe about Christ's presence in the Eucharist. You know, that poll that came out some years ago Mm -hmm. that said only about a third of those who identify as Catholics understand and believe that Jesus is truly present, body, blood, soul, and divinity, substantially present in, in, in the Eucharist. So, you know, how we, how we, how we conduct ourselves, how we, how we act in the presence of the Blessed Sacrament is an expression of what we believe, but it also bolsters our belief. Think of walking into two different churches. You walk into one church, it's before Mass, 10 minutes before Mass, and everybody's just a chattering. Nobody's even paying attention to the fact that up there in the sanctuary in the tabernacle is our blessed Lord truly present. Walk into a different church and everybody's in silence. The church is quiet. People are kneeling and praying. You get a very different feeling Mm -hmm. and both communicate something very different in terms of our Eucharistic devotion and adoration. Again, it's not to take away from the community and 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 wanting to connect with our brothers and sisters in Christ at the Eucharist. That's great. But how precious is the time we have just to be with our Lord? We, again, as I said, we can visit with them anytime, but we can't be here in the presence of the Lord just anytime. Yeah. And I think, well, Pope St. John Paul II said it so beautifully when he said amazement. And I don't know if that's the English translation. Yeah, but I, 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 I think I'm about, curious about what the Latin is now. That, you know, <laughs> what, that awe, that just that um, that amazement, it takes our breath away. It and should take our breath away. It should take our breath away. We should walk into any Catholic church, no matter how large or small the community, um, and go, it should take our breath away. Mm-hmm. And what does Jesus gives us? He gives us the breath, right? He breathed on them. He yeah. breathes on us life. And so it might just take one person in our parish to make that shift of resisting, because there is a temptation, Archbishop, to chit-chat, even with the different ministers in the church, they're coming in for the music, or our sacristans, or, you know, God bless them all, the ushers, but to say, no, I'm going to be quiet, and reverent, and kneel, um, we're going to have to make some changes, yeah, but well, they're yeah, changes it has, from the heart. Yeah, it has to be intentional. Intention. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just looking up. Looking I, to see if you, I, I did. I just I as, as we're talking here, I'm looking at the uh, at the Latin. The Latin word is stuporum. Stuporum. It's absolute stupor. <laughs> yes. I mean, you know, that's that's probably uh, amazement is probably a better translation of <laughs> stuporum in Latin for us today. But it's kind of like, man, I'm just so overwhelmed. I'm yeah. like in a stupor. I yeah. just cannot believe what is here. That's 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 kind of the the feeling you get actually from the Latin is is that I'm just stupefied. I just mm-hmm. cannot believe this, mm-hmm. and here I am, just a, just a absolute amazement. You yeah. Know? On June 11th this year is the Feast of Corpus Christi. You will be with the community at the cathedral taking this Eucharistic procession again, bringing Jesus Christ with the incense, with the candles, with the canopy, with all the pomp that we can, with that majesty, with that awesomeness uh, to the streets of Portland. Just as we close, making that, maybe we're going to be doing this for the people, for the Catholics, to remind the Catholics, the people in the pew, Jesus Christ is present in our midst, and we should 
bow before him. Yeah. You know, I think that, uh, you know, bringing Christ, you know, this is, and again, this is something that, I mean, I never heard of a Eucharistic procession before. <laughs> right. You know, what what is this all about? This is actually where we take Christ in the Blessed Sacrament and we, we, we carry him in, in solemn honor and glory through the streets. And uh, to to just be a witness, bear witness before the world of what we believe. And, you know, I've, I've been involved in, 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 again, it was a kind of a, a new thing. When I was a young priest, this, this idea of doing Eucharistic processions was just starting to reawaken mm-hmm. and, and become a habit again. And I remember in my very first pastorate, when I was named a pastor, for, and, and I only, sadly, only got to, to celebrate one Corpus Christi there, but we did a procession through the town. Now, it was a small town, but we went through the streets with the Blessed Sacrament in solemn procession with all the faithful singing and witnessing. And we stopped at a couple of the folks' houses along the way. And on the front porch of their house, we had a little uh, time of adoration and prayer and benediction as we, as we moved through the town. And it was just such a powerful witness. And it joined us together as the body of Christ, honoring the body of Christ, carrying the Lord in procession. I mean, we're, we're carrying Jesus, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I think, uh, you know, we shouldn't forget that that host that is now in the, is in the monstrance is solemnly exposed for our viewing in a beautiful way and is carried uh, on, on our shoulders, you know, through the streets of our town. We're carrying Jesus. We're bringing Jesus out into the world and, and witnessing to his presence. And I tell you, it makes a great impact uh, on, on folks, uh, you know, even even here in Portland, when we carry carry it through the streets, and and, and we've carried it through the Pearl District, part right. of the Pearl District, and people are like, "What?" Uh, but it's a witness, and and but you can see that it it, it makes an impact on people, and it, and it's just a, I think it's just a very powerful way to witness to our Eucharistic faith. Absolutely. And I just want to encourage people. I know that the website, I check it every once in a while, the Eucharistic Revival website, there's tons of information. If people need a little bit of extra nudge, come to the cathedral. Monsignor says on Thursdays, adoration is going on between 8 a.m. and 6 p.m. on on Thursday. So if you work downtown, this is a great opportunity to come. Look in your local community. Where is there an adoration chapel? Go. Don't have any agenda. Don't don't have just go and see that Jesus is looking for you, Amen. and you're going to find him in the in the Adoration Chapel in the Holy Eucharist. Uh, with that, I'm excited about this month of the Sacred Heart, this month of Corpus Christi. Uh, send us off with your blessings, yes. Bishop, and may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit come down upon all of you, your families and loved ones, and be with you this day and forever. Amen. Amen. And as always, we want to thank you for joining us on The Voice of the Shepherd. We invite you to join us again next week. For Archbishop Alexander Sample, I'm Dina Marie Hale. Until our next encounter, may God be with you. You've been listening to The Voice of the Shepherd with Archbishop Alexander Sample, a production of the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon. To subscribe to this podcast and access to all of our past shows, visit moderndayradio.com. Please email your comments and questions for the show to info at archdpdx.org. Learn more about the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon online at archdpdx.org. Peace be with you.
If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.